1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abear at 520. We'll have on with us Kim Mulkey, the uh, defending national championship coach for the Lady Tigers. Let's go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Let's go to James in New Orleans. James, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike.
3: Hey, guys. So break it down for me. Uh, I don't know if you talked about it earlier or whatever, but uh, Gruden and Harley. You know, I said in the beginning of the season, I would love Gruden to replace uh, D.A. or several other guys to replace D.A. You guys said it wouldn't happen. No,
1: not until they can settle the lawsuit, but uh, that lawsuit is coming up this week.
2: No, it's actually going tomorrow. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Think tomorrow. It's yeah, uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you look at the hearing in the case, expected to be conducted in Nevada Supreme Court on uh, tomorrow, on Wednesday. And so
1: you've heard nothing from Gruden other than he came in during the summer and did a little work, certainly uh, with uh, Pete Carmichael, Derek Carr. But I, I've always felt redemption. He would get another chance. But that lawsuit has to be cleared first, James. And once that's done, then I think you're going to see John Gruden somewhere, somehow, back in the NFL.
2: The only thing what is, he... uh, the, the only thing, James, I would say this. Uh, I might get in trouble with this. I don't care. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you. I'll be the first. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, what I look at, it doesn't matter where you go. You might say, well, no, everything's global, international, or nationwide, you know, social media and all that. But it does matter where you go, because you look in 2021 when he resigned as head coach in Las Vegas. uh, You have to look at those emails what occurred, because, you know, the cancel culture and where we're at right now is because of racist, sexist and homophobic uh, emails. Okay, I look at like a city like New Orleans, Atlanta. I look at Baltimore. Uh, if you're making racist comments, uh, that's not a city you need to be in. Uh, we, we are an African-American city. Just look at the population. Um, I'm not, That's no. just the way it is. So now if he was maybe in Green Bay, in the Midwest, that might be different. We grew so but, Bobby, I, but, 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 but But I think right now, James, and, and, and you're an African-American, that did you have a problem with that. But uh, that, that's James doesn't, I can uh, tell you. No, but, 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 but that's something that has to be addressed. When you bring in something like that, because you know how they're going to, oh, they're going to bring up John Gruen. He ain't changed. He's still the same. Stuff like that's always brought up.
3: So here's my response to that. Uh, you guys know where I worked. I worked with people from all over the country. We may not like each other off work, but we had each other's back with our assignments. And our assignments was for protecting the old man or whatever it was. But the bottom line is this. I've read some of the – like, I never heard him say anything racist except about the 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 the, the big nose uh, lawyer or whatever. I heard him say – I read about him saying something about not standing PA. for the flag. Yeah,
1: with the NFLPA.
3: Right. Yeah, not, right, not standing for the flag, whatever. A lot of guys – I know some black guys that would say something like that. But the bottom line is that he's a hell of a lot better than D.A. All day, every day, and as far as Harley's concerned, God, I mean, you would think you would think we learned if if we wouldn't have let Fontenot go three years ago, was it? We would have had a better draft, and we would not have split with Atlanta this season. Once once uh, Fontenot got his hands and made the call to Nielsen, he had these guys move like Moses, you know, to Atlanta. Right. And you and Harley would do the same thing. So. I don't understand why can't why can't this organization? I love to say You know this. Why why can't they just say no? They don't. They let me tell you. The, the the people up top, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, they don't care nothing about what's going on down here. Uh, all they want is the money and whatever you say. You know. T- let's take for example. There's another guy. He's a black defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. He's suing NFL as well. You talk about Brian you know, Brian Flores, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's from the Bronx. He, he's going. He's going to get a little bit of great spirit. He's from the Bronx, but it's an East Coast thing. You know, whatever <laughs> you guys do, what, not you guys specifically, but whatever happens, you know, with Mrs. Bean and Loshelle, whatever. That's not. They don't care about what you think. Trust me. You know, so I, I would. I would flip him the bird and sign Gruden. And 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 tell tell that uh, Pe- Pepper whatever his name is over Carolina, no, you cannot give him. What is he, co-manager or co-co president or something like that with with Loomis? Give him to pop up and say, oh, but you do not let that guy well, go.
2: Well, uh, it, and, 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 and James, let me tell you right now, <clears throat> you look at Coach Gruden. I think Jeff Duncan was right on with this, and because you have a past history and how you do things as far as from an uh, administration standpoint. That uh, Coach Gruden would likely be an addition to the Saints' offensive staff rather than a replacement for offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael or another coach in existing role. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to be at. The Saints made a similar move. Uh, it's basically not quite a decade. This happened in 2015. The Saints made a single uh, a similar move in 2015 when they added uh, Dennis Allen to the staff. As a senior defensive assistant, uh, while Rob Ryan was the defensive coordinator, and then Allen all of a sudden was promoted into a coordinator role ten months later, uh, when Rob Ryan was fired. So I'm telling you, I could see that John Gruden come on board to help Pete Carmichael, and that he eventually takes over uh, for Pete Carmichael. Now, from that's an offensive perspective, this is what happened defensive perspective. Going back to 2015, what happened with Dennis Allen and Rob Ryan. I All would I not know is John
1: Gruden is an alpha dog, and his, he's the loudest voice in the room.
2: And, I, and I, so he would have to mesh I don't with think, somebody who's not going to talk loud. And, and I don't think Pete Carmichael would have a problem with that. He, he would just want to, okay, can we just like, uh, I, I want to help with the game plan to help us win. Uh, the John Gruden can be the alpha dog. Pete Carmichael don't care about that. Pete Carmichael wants to go along to get along. Mike, he's seen well, enough that, football. I agree with you yeah. on that part. Yeah, he's I'm not just gonna, saying he's not going to challenge uh, John Gruden. If come you on. think John's
1: not going to come here and take over the offense, you're kidding yourself.
2: Well, and I think Pete Carmichael would have no problem with that if we're producing as an offense and he could contribute to help us win. Because that's what he's done throughout his whole career with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Yeah, Mike, I he think was he, the middleman. Uh, he would accept that same role, I'm telling you. But John
1: is he's sort of a bigger-than-life no, personality. He, he, he's, he's an alpha dog.
2: He, he, no, without a doubt. I, I totally agree with that. And he would take over that offensive meeting room. I guarantee no, you no, that. Now, no, no, no. the problem is uh, would come about that all of a sudden uh, we're kicking ass offensively and maybe our defense is not as good because I think John Gruden is more a, an alpha dog than Dennis Allen. <laughs> And can all of a sudden say, okay, what have you done for me lately? And things can change that. Um, oh, well, Dennis Allen, you're an outstanding coordinator. I don't know about head coach. But, oh, well, you know what? We're going to give John Gruden another chance to be head coach. Now, that that stuff can happen like that. Uh, I know and that. Uh, that's
1: the way of the NFL. <laughs>
2: but, 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 but I think uh, Coach Allen don't have a problem with that. You know what Coach Allen wants to do? How about You we better win? win. We win and go to the postseason. That's it. You can't go four straight seasons, oh, uh, not being in the postseason. Because if we don't go in the postseason next year, right now Coach Allen and everybody, they're on the hot seat. We ain't even started the wild-card playoff round, and they're already on the hot seat for next year. Come on, that's real.
1: We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 and LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey will join us right after this break.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional terms apply listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is
0: high it is far it is god stream minor league affiliates the midwest
2: league home run leader
0: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the
0: game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike detelier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. And on our Oakland Hardjula's Talk & Text line, the... Uh, head coach of the defending national champs in women's basketball, Kim Mulkey. Coach Mulkey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
0: You're welcome. It's too cold to be outside, and we have beautiful weather. I waited for that terrible weather we were supposed to get, and we never got it. Yeah, we
1: were we were fortunate because uh, I see Pensacola got it pretty good.
2: Well, well Coach Mulkey, you gonna have bad weather, but the one thing about basketball, you could be in the gym, right?
0: <laughs> hey, I'm smart. Bobby, you're the one that chose the outdoor sport. I chose an indoor
1: sport.
2: I agree. Guys.
1: You're right on that, Coach. Coach, uh, last year I remember you came on with us, and you talked about early scheduling, and how you thought it was so important to kind of set that up, leading up into SEC play and beyond. Um, and it. Was it a different look this year that how you wanted to challenge your team or set up your team this year than it was a year ago? Because I remember you came on after winning the national championship and you thought that's where the building blocks were laid
2: You know, early uh, on in the year. Yeah, it's like uh, Coach Muget, like Mike's saying, uh, is that something you're going to do year in and year out? I didn't even look at a future schedule. Like you look at Colorado, you look at Virginia Tech. I think that's a good challenge to your team where you not only could personally challenge them, but also uh, the competition. Uh, I, I think that's good before you start SEC play.
0: Scheduling is the second most difficult thing to do behind recruiting. And I don't listen to anybody on the outside, oh, we, we're better than that. We need to play this one. We need to play this one. You need to grow the game. We okay. need to be on. And, and – that's noise to me. They're not at practice every day and they see all the good with the team. A coach every day sees what we don't have. And so I tend to err on the side of being very conservative until I see confidence, until I see exactly as good as Michaela Williams is. I don't know how good she's going to be until she gets here i got Haley Van Liv had all those points at Louisville, but until she gets in my system, I don't know what she's going to do. So there's all kinds of factors that go into scheduling. The second part of scheduling is everybody wants to play LSU, but they want to play them on the road. (laughs) Well, I want to play them in the PMAC. (laughs) So you then got to deal with money. You got to give them guarantees. And then you got to deal with trying to take kids back to their home area. And, and that's, it's just hard. It's not as simple as people make it out to be. And I have never, ever thought our lack of a great, tough, non-conference schedule has kept us from winning a national championship ever.
2: Okay. Now, uh, Coach Malky, uh, with that being said, and uh, what you're saying, what's actually tough, I, I can correlate this to even football. You know, everyone loves the three-point shot. Everyone loves that you can throw the ball all around. But when you're winning in the trenches, look how Michigan football team won the national championship, how they were running it down the Huskies' throat. And I know I think you have brought this up. Yeah, we want to score uh, unbelievable points and uh, be explosive and entertaining offensively. But when it all boils down to, what the hell are you doing on defense? And and I think you respect that. Uh, I know I've read enough about you, that a lot of times maybe that don't get enough credit. The casual fan, uh that that that's a lot of times whether you're a champion or not how you play defense.
0: We had a long discussion in the film room to or in the film room getting ready for A and M on Thursday. Before we ever talked about A and M, we talked about us. I made them understand my expectations for them defensively. I make them understand I'm gonna be fair with what we can and cannot do defensively we don't have blazing quickness but what we have is length we're not slow and we just need to tie a rope to each other and we need to play team defense i got your back you get beat i'm standing right there right now we're all about individual defense and that comes with playing together for long periods of time my entire non-conference schedule, guys, was one with Angel Reese gone, Kateri Poole gone, Samaya Smith gets hurt, and Haley Van Lyst didn't play in December. So we're behind a little bit on the defensive end. So every day in practice and in the film room, the more they can be on that floor together, the better they'll get.
1: Coach, uh, having family members who are coaches and been around it, one of the things they would always tell me is about sometimes you, you, you hook a player that is really good, but they don't know how good they can really be. And I see that with Michaela Williams and, you know, coming out of high school, uh, the best high school player in the country. And she comes to LSU and has sort of lived up to uh, most of those expectations. But I always remember cousins of mine and uncles of mine telling me they don't know how good they really are. You got to be the one to elevate their game to another level because they don't know how good they can be. Do you feel that way about Michaela?
0: I do to a certain degree, and let me tell you why. Michaela has just unbelievable work ethic. I mean, she just does. But what Michaela had to learn when she got here, like all freshmen do, every freshman I've ever coached has had to learn this, bigger, faster, stronger at this level, and how long you have to play as hard as you can go. That's the big adjustment. In high school, you could coast a little bit. You could have that mentality, I gave up a turnover right there. Oh, they stole it from me. I'm going to get it back on the other end because I'm that good. At this level, every possession counts. And that's the biggest adjustment for Michaela and all freshmen. Her confidence is out of the roof. I mean, she's just out of the roof when it comes to confident play. I mean, go look at the Ole Miss game. You don't do those two things that she did in that game if you're not pretty dang salty, and uh, she is. She is an unbelievable passer. She can thread a needle. You haven't even seen the best of her passing. So she knows how good she is. She knows how good she can be, but I really don't think she really understands and thinks about, you could go down in the history of LSU with all the great players that have played here. You might go down in history as the greatest ever. That could be a possibility for Michaela.
2: Now, uh, Coach Malky, look, we all know your success story as a player and a coach when you did at Louisiana Tech, Baylor, and and now at LSU. When you look at – and you're recruiting always the top players because you have that name recognition. When you're competing against, like, UConn or even uh, but Pat Fisher, uh, now, uh, you know, way back in the day with Tennessee, and you look where South Carolina's at right now. What does it take, uh, because it's not a flash in the pan, that all of a sudden you're not only relevant for a handful of years, but maybe two handful, like a decade. What does it take that when you look year in and year out, it's not necessarily always the same teams, but there's a lot of familiar names that uh, that if you follow uh, women's college basketball that they're always in the hunt.
0: Listen, parity is as good as it's ever been in women's in the women's game. My gosh, listen, I've beaten Gino and UConn out on many recruits. He's beaten me out on many recruits. South Carolina's beaten me out on recruits, but I've beaten them out. We're relevant. We're in the discussion. And you're going to win some of those recruiting battles, and you're going to lose. But here's the one thing that I cannot live with if I lose a kid. It better not be because somebody outworked us. If we worked our rear end off on that kid, and we made it hard, and she's crying on that phone, when she has to tell us she's going somewhere else, we've done our job. Because they go elsewhere for a lot of reasons. It could be geography, closer to home. It could right. be mom and daddy wanted them to go there. But if you made that kid have a difficult decision, we did our job. You're going to win some of the battles. You're going to lose some of the battles. We're going to go after the best players. And it's not necessarily that I'm into, oh, the number one ranked player in the country. The number three, listen, that's somebody's opinion. I won a national championship, my very first one in 05, with kids that didn't have a number in front of their name. (laughs) I went and beat the Bushes. I found those that believed in us. I want players. It doesn't matter to me where you're ranked.
1: Coach, uh, I know you are a huge sports fan, so I'm going to ask this question. Your thoughts on watching Jaden Daniels this year? You know, Bob and I have talked about this. If there's a Mount Rushmore at LSU uh, for football players, Jaden Daniels on that. And how great, how unbelievable it was to watch him this year. I know you are a huge sports fan. Your thoughts on watching Jaden this year?
0: If Joe Sloan's a quarterback coach, he needed a bonus for (laughs) what he did with that young man. I went last year, his first year here. I said, boy, what an athlete. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He can run when all else fails. But if I was a receiver last year, I'd kind of get ticked off at him because he didn't look at his second read, his third read, until he just ducked the ball. And off he went. So I thought, he's going to have to develop. And and otherwise, these receivers are not going to keep running routes for him. So we'll go back this year, and I'm like, this kid got it. This kid worked. This kid was in the film room. This kid figured it out. And the more I watched him and the season progressed, I thought, my God, this kid's got a chance to win a Heisman. And um, his progression from one year to the second year, oh, man, it, it was unbelievable. Um I'm, I'm telling you, that was enjoyable for me sitting there watching it just right there every every weekend. And I thought, that guy, I'm telling you, he was special. Um, it, it's going to be hard for anybody to follow him, but you know what? He followed Joe Burrow. and, right. and, and, That's and right. said there, There's not going to be anybody that can follow Joe Burrow. There's always the next one in line, as they say, next man up.
2: Well, uh, you know, Coach Walker, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because, you know, the game has changed. Uh, I'm old enough, you're old enough, we're all old enough, but we know how the game has changed. Uh, you know, look at name, image, and likeness, the transfer portal. That's what i say any LSU fan. Now, uh, you know, you look at LSU football when they go baseball, you look at women's basketball, you look at the whole program. But to me, uh, if you're an LSU fan, how can you be against the transfer portal? Look how we got Joe Burrow from Ohio State. Jane Daniels from Arizona State. Angel Reese. Uh, uh, so Angel Reese. So uh, is that something? How do you balance? This is what I want to ask you. How do you balance? Okay, you're getting a top high school prospect, and you want to develop them, and you think they eventually will be good versus maybe uh, an instant fix. I don't know if instant fix is the right word, but an experienced player who you know can help you right away, then I guess it's all about fit. But how do you break that balance down?
0: I'm going to answer it from a distance, and I'm not a football coach. In football, very few freshmen ever play. They all redshirt. I don't care what position you right. play. That's you true. usually redshirt. So if you know you've got uh, – let's use Arch Manning for an example. You knew as good and as much pub as he got and whatever. You knew that kid wasn't playing as a freshman at Texas. That's true. You had an there. So here's my – here's my answer you sit down with your staff and you say okay we know by the time this one's a sophomore and a, or second year in college red shirt freshman he's going to he's got to start getting minutes so if you go get a transfer do we want to get a transfer that only has one year but we know he brings that experience do we want to go get a transfer that has two years for fear that the The kid that's a red shirt freshman may not be ready, but yet you've got this one that'll you know there's so many things that go into deciding on the transfer portal, but I can tell you it's here to stay, and it has even the playing field in all sports it has yeah <laughs> and it's crazy you've got kids that are playing big time minutes that are all conference players, and heck they're leaving to go to other programs for any number of reasons.
2: Well, you look at the Oklahoma quarterback, had an unbelievable game against Texas, then he transfers to Oregon. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, it's unbelievable. I guess you got to live with it. Uh, but, Coach Mog, before we let you run, uh, that, that, what do you think about, because I know you follow uh, all sports, but uh, you follow the Saints, uh, the local NFL team. Uh, the, uh, I know your
0: question. Let me interrupt you. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, the the, the the final
2: play on the Saints. The, the all, all I know is Nils you you gets, don't go against the coach. I I mean that's what I ta- That's what I say.
0: You put your knee on that ground and you do exactly what you've been told to do from the head coach. I don't want to hear it was his first touchdown. I don't. You could tell me if he scored a touchdown, he was going to get a million dollars. No, uh-uh. no, you don't do that. That is disrespectful, not just to your head coach. It's disrespectful to the other head coach and the other team because what goes around in this business comes around. And I just didn't even read the articles. I don't want to hear anybody defending what they did because that sends the wrong, wrong message. No,
2: what is right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. I agree 100%. Come on. What is right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. You can't justify that. No, 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 no. Uh, look, uh, And you're in a victory formation. That's kneel down. You don't try and score. I mean, come on, Coach. Ball, I'm right there with you. Uh, what is right is right is wrong is wrong. Come on.
0: In basketball, I teach from the very beginning. If there's 30 seconds, which is our shot clock, the shot clock's off and there's 30 seconds or less to go in a game and we're winning, you better stand at half court and you better dribble the ball out. And uh, I've had coaches that have done that, Bobby, against me. And I'm telling you, did all I could do to go tell them, okay, you won by 11. Y'all just went and scored that that last bucket right there, so you won by 13. What lessons are you teaching right there? Um, no, I come. You can call it old school. You can call it whatever you want. I tend to call it disrespectful. And um, amen. That's why. That is why. Truthfully. The Kim Mulkey's and the Nick
2: Sabans can't coach in the pros. Hey, uh, I'm with you. Uh, hey, listen, I'm on the radio. I'm not coaching in the pros, but I'm with you 100 percent because all I know is the time that I've experienced. I go, Bobby. What have you? Well, what, what what you would have done if you're in that situation? I'd have looked at all the players. I'm the damn quarterback. I'm gonna tell you right now. If the coach said to kneel down, victory formation, I'm kneeling down. We ain't giving no garbage job uh, handoff, running touchdown. No, that's a bunch of BS. No. That, that's the inmates running the asylum. Sorry, it just that can't happen. You gotta respect authority. Well,
0: Bobby, if you look at pro sports, not just in the NFL, if you look at pro sports, I'm not sure some of the inmates aren't running it, and um, that's not my cup of tea. That and yet, and yet, I am a coach that believes this. Coaches are only as good as their players. Yes. I've always believed that. But if you don't have those players running in a disciplined system and they're following your lead, then what do you have? What do you have? Just roll the ball out there and don't have any play. Just, just throw, do what you want to run. Get in the shotgun. Get in the get in wing tee. Get in whatever you want. Do your thing. No, no. I, I, I was totally opposed to what they did.
1: Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always love your insights, and uh, good luck uh, against uh, A&M.
0: Thanks, guys. Y'all
1: be good. All right, Alrighty, thank Mulkey. you. Kim Mulkey, the head basketball coach for the women's team, defending national champion. And uh, tomorrow night, uh, well, Thursday night, uh, they play Texas A&M Aggies. We'll be back with more sports talk and an announcement from an LSU defensive lineman. Mason Smith has announced that he is going to enter the 2024 NFL Draft. Uh, Mason may have gotten some bad information there. So we'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abar, And, Bob, uh, uh, we talked about this right before we went to break. Uh, Mason Smith, uh, who man, I got to see him play in high school. Uh, I still say he's the most talented big man athlete I've ever seen from the Bayou. And, and,
2: and Mike, from the Bayou, you had, okay, if I can remember, Carl Morgan. Who went uh, to UCLA and played four or five years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Right. Uh, from Vanderbilt Catholic. Now uh, the a- best big man football player, Eric Andelsek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The from Thibodeau, uh, from uh, the Thibodeau. tackle. He, yeah, he yeah. was I'm not about
1: defensive line, but man, defensive line. You look at Mason. And then, you know, he has a really good freshman year. He was an All-SEC freshman. In the first play against Florida State, just an awkward deal. He jumps up and lands awkward, tears up his knee, comes back from the rehab. But, man, Mason uh, didn't make hardly any plays last year. He seemed to be out of position. A
2: little too high at times.
1: Uh, He's way high. He's got to learn how to play lower. He's got talent. But he needed to come back and play another year at LSU again. I'm not advising him, and never have, but my thing about it is, and I would never tell somebody to stay or go, but for Mason, he needed better tape out there. Because no, no. if somebody's trying to convince him he's going to be an early-round pick, that ain't they, happening. They, they give him bad information. I
2: agree. Mike, it's like, okay, to me right now, and I think I'm objective about this, uh, that what I witnessed with LSU's defense, and who was like a difference-maker, Okay, uh, like a look at Wingo. Wingo's coming out. Okay, he's coming off the, the injury. Uh, okay, I think Wingo right now, the tape you put out there is better than Mason Smith. Oh, because he was no, a preseason no All American. No okay, so when I look at Mason Smith, I'm like looking at, okay, best case, best case scenario, he's a late round pick if not a free agent. Because so, so you're I, I, picking
1: him on potential not the productive part
2: right because you want to talk about coming off the bus and look the part he looks the part well, he's a giant uh, and, but, but uh, and athletically I think he'll
1: test out great you know, in that particular part. So, Mike, his knee's fine if he has to yeah, run. Yeah. And he does all, you know, the drills, the shuttle man, he, drill. He, man, he, he's worked out with Ernest Harvey and
2: And he's Terk. doing the shuttle drill oh, and all oh,
1: that? Oh, he, he can do that uh, well, really well. well. But,
2: but then well, then, why well, didn't uh, transfer to the games where he was that disruptive in, as a D lineman. Bob, That did not happen, it Mike. did not happen. And run support, he plays too high.
1: And what happens is he's, he's so much upper body that teams and players get underneath his pads and move him around. Now, he can get a pass rush.
2: Right, right, right. He rips, and
3: then he comes uh, through and And gets he can get up, and, man,
1: he's got a power move that's really strong, and he's really quick for a big man. But, man, he gets washed out a lot in running plays. I, I really always thought Mason would come back and play yes, another I, year. I'm shocked. And, I'm shocked Mike, uh, back. That surprised me. I had heard there were some people that were – uh, I guess in his ear, about maybe you'd be a middle-round pick and that sort of thing. Man, I, um, I, I, I hate I think, when somebody gives somebody bad advice.
2: I think late-round, or I, I don't want to say free agent, uh, but like late-round at best right now. Now, I don't know what he's going to do with the workouts at the pro he day. He is going to do real so, well uh, so, at those so, workouts. So, so, Mike, is he going to go to the combine now? I, guess they will, I
1: would assume he probably will.
2: Uh, you know, to see how he's going to do. So, the, the, the workouts uh, do matter. But you know what? Uh, the big guy in the sky don't lie. The film does not lie. And it's not like uh, what you did coming into LSU. And even like, not
1: what you did as a freshman.
2: No, that, 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 no, it's where you're at right now. You know that. Come uh, on. I know it.
1: And so, that was a guy I know Brian Kelly wanted him to come back, wanted them to come back for another season and sort of develop his skills really against the run. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, that was the weakness, with, what I saw with Mason. He was getting washed no, get out. No, he get pushed around, Mike, and he shouldn't have got pushed around. He did. Uh, and so, uh, again, Mason Smith, and he's made it clear that he is coming out for the NFL draft, and, uh, man, I wish him the best of luck. Uh, him and I go back a long way uh, when he was in high school, and Feels I like wish was him the best. He was
2: potentially like a first-round pick because uh, uh, there's only so many guys that big, but he didn't build upon that. Somebody's telling them like a first, second round. I go, well, what are you smoking? No. That ain't freaking. Man, somebody
1: happening. sent me a deal that had him in going in round one, and I'm like, who, 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 That's who, no who, way. who said then, that? Now yeah. is watch this the one of these LSU draft game? deals? Uh, they or, don't even watch the LSU No, games. no, Come no on. way. All, all they doing is picking off yeah. of what he did in high yeah, school yeah, and as exactly. a, a redshirt freshman. But Mason Smith has declared early for the 2024 NFL Draft. Wish him best of luck. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. We're back here on. Sports Talk on the Big 870, finishing up our number two on Sports Talk. Again, repeating, Mason Smith, defensive lineman for LSU, has declared early for the 2024 draft. Guys, we got the word uh, during the, I guess, evening hours yesterday, John Morant lost for the year with a torn labrum. And man, what it does to that Memphis team who – he beat He well, beat them twice. Well, he, he beat uh, the Pelicans uh, twice. Oh, no,
2: without a doubt, John Morant's unbelievable. But somebody better babysit him. He's got all this free time now. You talk about getting full. Uh, people know what I'm talking about getting full and hanging out with his boys and all. Mike, you better have a chaperone uh, because he'll end up getting in trouble. Because look, at all the idle time he's gonna have now. You might do rehab, but you're not playing in games. Uh, no, somebody better guide uh, Jai Marant uh, in the future. Uh, coming from that, because he's out for the season now.
1: Yeah, because you see the talent in him is unbelievable. Without a doubt. Because he can take over a game when he needs to. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break.
0: We get it. Attention spans just
1: aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their
0: ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
1: Americans spend 4.4
0: 4 hours
1: with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?